You're listening to the Underscore Transformation Podcast, your practical guide to business transformation. Welcome to the Underscore Transformation Podcast. This is episode five. My name is Joe Ailes. And my name is Jason West. And together we're the founders of Underscore. So this week we're diving headlong into the single biggest challenge in any transformation program, and that's stopping people doing what they're doing today and getting them to do something different tomorrow. That's it, the single hardest thing you have to do. And you know what's surprising? In that so many transformation programs, change management only gets thought about at the very end. So as a line manager, the first I hear about this amazing change initiative that's going to revolutionize the way we partner with our suppliers, we manage our people, or we gain true insight into our finances so we make these better informed, data-driven business decisions, whatever that change is, uh, it's an email that lands in my inbox telling me that I've got to attend mandatory training in some new system that we've just implemented. So surely, Joe, there has to be a better way. Absolutely, Jason. You've, you've hit the nail on the head just then, actually, um, which is don't leave it until the absolute end to do the big reveal. You have got to bring the business along this transformation journey with you, uh, engaging the business as absolute early as possible. Um, because ultimately, these are the individuals that are going to be affected by what it is that you're changing. So engage with them, ask them opinion as you're designing new ways of working, because they, they're, they're more likely to embrace it. Yeah, and the, the, there's also, what is it that you're changing? And we, we've talked about it in a previous yeah. episode, that problem definition. You know, we're talking about a complex adaptive system of people, process, and technology, and you're making changes to it. So if you haven't engaged a broad group of people to, to understand what it is you're trying to achieve, then there's a pretty good chance that you're, you're going to land something that perhaps doesn't work so well. Yeah. And at the end of the day, in, in most transformation journeys, uh, what you're trying to achieve is a, is a true change in the culture of, of either the business overall or, or that function that you're, you're focusing on right there. Mm. So it's got to go beyond just communicating with people or training yeah. people. It's got to be a two-way, genuine conversation right from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and, and there are uh, many organizations out there implementing change programs that confuse comms with, with change. Absolutely. Uh, and they hope that actually I, am I going to, I'm going to change people's behaviors and, and ways of working by purely providing an instruction on how to do something different. And, and, and guess what? It'll probably, you'll probably get there. You'll, yeah. it'll probably, eventually you'll, you'll, you'll get individuals to operate to that new system, to that new process. But my word is going to be more painful um, rather than engaging the organization and those individuals they are going to be impacted by what it is you're changing from you know as, as early as possible in your program yeah uh, and knowing that actually when you're engaging the organization at the very outset uh, as, a, as as early as possible you don't have all the answers to all their questions and it's normal it's fine um it doesn't have to be that big but that, that big reveal like I said earlier yeah um, and it's okay to sort of go into a uh, an engagement piece where um, you know there are still some unknowns, and yeah. and actually, if you engage the organisation in in that dialogue up front, they're going to challenge you to answer the questions that they truly have, rather than you coming up with a set of comms material or training material that actually doesn't answer the exam question that that end user is going to be faced with. Yes, yeah, and and I think you're absolutely right. It's being honest up front that mm. actually, you know, we we've got this vision of where we're going. So when you hold your first big kickoff meeting, 
which you know is is typically you know a month or two into the program where you get a a large group of people into a room uh, and uh, hopefully you get the CEO to stand up and and talk mm. to people um if it's not the CEO then it needs to be definitely the sponsor of the program so whether that's the CFRO uh, CFO or or CHRO or chief operating officer whoever mm. it is that does that kind of big stand up this is this is why we need to change this is why this is important to me personally mm. uh, and this is where we're going and they kind of outline that that vision for future ways of working at that point when you're describing this this change that's going to happen is being honest about well we we know these things mm. but we're not too sure about these areas here and we're probably not going to know about it until maybe three months, maybe six months, maybe a year down the line. Mm. But asking people for their genuine input mm. and help in defining where we're going is is key. It creates buy-in among that uh, that audience that you're um, you're asking to engage in your in your program. And actually, if pe- if people feel if I take part in in this program, I am actually going to shape a future that's better for me. Guess yeah. what? You know. They're going to be much more engaged and more, much more willing to to uh, adapt new ways of working. Absolutely. Um, than to 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 rock up at uh, last minute and say, "Hey, hey, please do this process in this way." Um, so yeah, we've we've got plenty of experience of of, of programs where um, you know a, a kickoff um, has happened and the program has largely been successful because it creates sort of this momentum in the organization about, okay, wow, things are going to be different in the future. I'm excited about that. Nervous at the same time, don't get yeah. me wrong. People will naturally be nervous about about what the future holds, but they're excited to be able to shape it. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you don't do that, um, the likelihood is that uh, the change will be a surprise. Uh, the business isn't quite ready. And actually, there's a number of priorities happening in the organization um, that yours is now... Um, directly conflicting with those operational, with those particular priorities. So yes, yeah. How then it's your as a sponsor becomes really difficult to 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 ask the business to prioritize your communication or your training over some other uh, critical activity that's going on. Absolutely, yeah. So th- it's a really good point when you you think about when you're going to land certain things. You know, what is that regular drumbeat of activity that's going on in the business, and then overlaid with that, what are those other programs that mm. are, are you know hoping to to you know land something at the same time? So I think this is where having a really strong portfolio um, comes in. Uh, mm. Ideally, that there is some sort of overarching transformation management office or some some sort of portfolio view of all the different programs that are happening within an organization mm. it's got to be said it, it's you know it, that's more often than not there isn't a particularly strong portfolio view so as a uh, a, a transformation practitioner you're often having to you know look out outside of your program and engage with mm. other other programs other projects that are making change happen and effectively run your own interference to make sure that you know you're not landing mm. something at the wrong time um so it can be a real challenge but ideally you do have that overarching view for with somebody with that mandate to make sure everything all the deliverables are lining up across the different yeah. changes you're listening to the underscore transformation podcast this podcast is brought to you by underscore the transformation capability specialists to find out more visit underscore hyphen group.com I don't think that there's any business out there, um, you know, 
considering the, the, the context in which we, we operate today, there is not a single business of size that won't be un- undergoing some sort of change. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. So if you're initiating any form of, of change in, in your business, in your function, you've really got to be looking out to, okay, what else is happening across my organization? And, um, and how, is my, how is what I'm doing going to change the behaviors that I'm hoping to achieve? And how is this going to conflict with everything else that's going on in the business? And I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of people out there, uh, very experienced, they'll be able to, to, to work through this, but they, they can't forget that they need to do that exercise. We talked a little bit earlier about how you need to have that big kickoff. Um, and ab- absolutely, that's so, so important. Any any sponsor out there listening to, to this, um, please really pay attention to this because this is really, really important. Engaging the business right up front. But it, it's not a one-off event. Absolutely, you have yeah. got to absolutely find a way of continuing that um, engagement with that community that you've kicked off with. Um, and your governance structure, that you, whatever governance structure you put in place that has your exec sticker, your project board, etc., has got to find um, a way of keeping the people that you've engaged during the kickoff engaged throughout. Yes, yeah. So, so that you've got that continuous sort of that, that continuity throughout the life cycle of the program. Um, so that's that's really important. So sponsors out there really think this think, think this this particular point through. Yes, yeah. And those people that turn up to uh, to, to that initial kickoff meeting, you definitely want to be inviting them into requirements gathering workshops, or certainly members of their team if they're particularly senior. senior yeah. Um, uh, and but it is important when you run those uh, workshops to have senior members as well as you know people who are perhaps mm. more operational. You know, involve people in procurement decisions. Um, one of the things that's worked in particularly complex organisations is this idea of an operational steer co. Mm. So, w- when you're producing, you know, new designs, new solutions, that you can push those through uh, a, a collection of people who uh, actually have some decision-making power within the governance structure, and really they're there to. to sense check that what you're doing will work operationally in this business unit in this country uh, and provide that feedback and constructive challenge yeah. uh, and they need to be the people that the the members of the exec steer co fundamentally trust yeah. to to ensure that things are going to work on the ground yeah. uh, and that's been really helpful and, mm. and uh, you know I'm drifting a little bit into governance here but you know all of this is interrelated it's important yeah yeah so we, when we look at, you know, in the in the round, we've looked at kind of some of the things that you can do. If we focused into that kind of change management mm. process, mm. I, I think, you know, there's lots of good change management methodologies out there. Mm. And, you know, it, you've got to use the right one for, for the organization. And the important thing is to have a change management methodology. Mm. And uh, my own personal preference is ProSci, mm. um, because it just gives you this nice range of tools that just make your life easier. Yeah. But what what did, would you say are those key steps along the way mm. that you know just are a sensible approach to managing change? You're you're right. Having a methodology is is really important. Why is that important? Because it actually brings a little bit of structure mm. and process, frankly, to what you're trying to achieve. Um, you know, it, it forces you to think of the right things. It forces you to think about okay, what what's the vision? What is it? That, what's that destination that we, we want to get to? Have you described that? Uh, have you described the journey? Have you, have you, do you truly understand the impact that your change is going to have on, on, on across the organization? Yeah. Um, 
and um, and different individuals were in different geographies, different cultures will react differently to what you're trying to do. So Absolutely. be cognizant of that. Um, so um, and one size in any transformation will not fit all. Yeah, it might be a little bit provocative to some people out there. They actually are trying to design common process globally. Um, and in, in in some cases, absolutely you can, but you've got to be mindful that there'll be different uh, interpretations of that in in different parts in the different parts of the world um, yeah. for, for for good reasons. And the other the other piece is when you're as part of your um, governance structure, as part of your sign off, um, make sure that you in, you you you, ha you include in your uh, regular executive exec steering committees, etc. The, the evolution of your change, um, imp like, um, uh, impact assess yeah. um, the change, uh, and don't do it at go live. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't do it. Oh, let's let's uh, let's have a ch an exercise, a, a checkbox exercise to make sure that we've we've done all our change. We trained all our trained all our managers, all our employees, our exec bought into the idea. Tick 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 tick. Actually, don't do that have change management and a co as a constant agenda item in your exec steer steering committee meetings. Absolutely, yeah. And I think when you look at that that piece around segmenting people into mm. into different groups is, you know, we, we've mentioned kind of country perhaps, mm. um, you know, what, what other elements might there be? Well, there's functions, you know, yeah. uh, there's, there's local geography because, you know, people will be impacted in a different way in one location than another potentially. Absolutely, yeah. So really kind of thinking through those, those different elements and, and really planning the change. Mm. So, you know, actually have a plan, start building a plan <laughs> as you're yeah. scoping out the program. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is that just this whole approach of as as you're building up your understanding of the problem you're trying to solve, you're designing future state, you're you're you know gathering requirements, you're putting a business case together. If you do it in the right way, this isn't a huge additional effort to do change management. Mm. Uh, that's just embedded in the approach because you're being genuine on how you're engaging people and understanding where the pain points are, what, what they see as the opportunities, and you're building that into uh, uh, the, the transformation program mm. that, that is evolving over time. Mm. Um, so in summary, uh, reflecting on what we talked about, there are probably four key uh, takeaways from, from this discussion, really. Mm. So number one, don't confuse comms and training with change. Yeah. They are absolutely fundamentally different things. Number two, um, engage people across the organization as early as possible. Yeah. Don't give them a big surprise, the big reveal at the very end, because uh, it's, it's less likely to be successful. Number three, use a methodology. I mean, we have got a preference around ProSci. Uh, but actually, there are there are others as well. Yeah, others are available. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's there's many many out there. But um, find a, a methodology that's appropriate to you because actually that's going to give you structure around your change activities. Yeah. Um, and I think number four is make change management uh, a priority topic during your executive steering committee discussions. Yeah. And don't wait until the very end before you go live as a tick box, tick box exercise to make sure that you've you've done all of your change activities. Yeah. Can I add a fifth? Oh, go on then. <laughs> Our listeners will love this. Yeah. Go so on. I, I think the fifth is around 
um, managing a change across the organization. So either integrating your changes in with a with a wider change management portfolio or a PMO of some yes, description, or, or if one of those isn't available, then making absolutely sure you're managing up and out mm-hmm. uh, and that you're coordinating your activities with, with other programs. So, cool. There we go. Uh, five out of four <laughs> an, an ex- in summary. An, 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 extra, uh, an extra sweetener for our listeners. Yeah, our absolutely. Bo- bon- bonus summary material <laughs> only here on the Underscore Transformation podcast. Next week, we're going to look into the future uh, with an episode on vision, objectives, and design principles. And we hope you found this episode useful, and we'd really love to hear your feedback. So please contact the show via our WhatsApp group or via our website, underscore-group.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to like and subscribe via your favorite podcast directory. Thank you very much. <laughs>